Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Podcast, equipping people to live successful Christian lives. Pastor Mike preached on emotional health last week on grief, and I know he did a phenomenal job. I'm thankful, Pastor Mike, uh, and him sharing that message last week that was really so needed, and we need to hear that message. Our family got to get away this last week and be at the beach and, and be there, and uh, it was a great time together. We're back again today as I want to jump in and continue the series on emotional health today, and I want to talk about pain. And uh, pain is something that we've all experienced, and some of you are experiencing that right now in this room, wherever you're at. Maybe those of you that are listening online, we welcome you as well today. I know a couple years ago that we took a mission trip to Senegal, and as we were at Senegal, really one of those first days of ministry, we were walking the streets and handing out water with the missionary that's there that we support. And I remember walking, I remember walking and handing out uh, water, and I started to feel something in my shoe, and it wasn't comfortable, and I kept walking for a little bit longer, and it kept getting pain, more painful, and I took a moment. I was like, man, is there a rock in my shoe? Well, it kept getting so painful, I had to finally just sit down. I pulled off my shoe, and there was an upholstery nail that went all the way through the sole of my shoe and into my foot. When my sock began to get a little bloody, and it was uncomfortable, it was like piercing pain. Maybe you have felt that as well, and yes, I did have a tetanus shot before, and so those of you, all the medical people in the room, oh my God, that yeah, but, you know, is he okay? You know, yes, I did. But um, stepping on its piercing pain, having it removed is painful. But how about you in your own life? W- would you ignore the nail to save yourself the pain of extraction? Well, not unless you want an infection, right? Something that's in there and festering. And, and the choice is obvious when it comes to our physical health as well. Whatever is painful, we want it taken care of. Whatever it takes, we want to feel better. And, and we want the same thing many times. Sometimes we don't know it, but in our emotional health, we really need it as well. But many times in our emotional health, we bury those things and we allow them to fester inside of our heart and our life for a long time. That I want you to know this from the beginning, and if you've lived long enough, you know this, everyone gets hurt at one point or another in their life. Everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. It's just a part of living in this fallen world. People say hurtful things. They abuse others. They treat them unfairly. They inflict physical harm. There's no way to avoid them all, but God wants us to respond to those things that are hurtful in an honoring way as believers so that there would be healing, so that it would free us from anger, resentment, bitterness, and even an unforgiving spirit that can settle in. Many times, many people may seem like they have it all together outwardly, but inside they're a wreck. Their past was broken and crushed and has wounded them. But I want to talk to you today about a number of promises inside of God's word that tell us there's a promise that God has come for the brokenhearted. Many people we know walk around with this pain inside of their heart. But I want to let you know something. Your joy and my joy is hindered because of our emotional pain that we allow to fester in our lives and our heart. To find the joy again that God wants us to have. He wants us to move past our past and to receive inner healing and learn, help us trust God and to trust others again. What am I saying, though, when I talk about emotional health? Well, emotional health is the healing of the soul where a person no longer has an emotional reaction to either the sins they have committed or the sins that have been committed against them. 
But I believe today, whatever you're holding on to, you can shake free of the trouble and receive a double compensation for all that you have been through. God is going to bring you through. As I was studying my message last night, these words stood out to me. I really felt that God is putting this emphasis on that. God is going to bring you through it. And I want you to turn to the person next to you and tell them, God is going to bring you through. Come on, tell them. God is going to bring you through. Turn to the person on the other side of you if they're there and say, God is going to bring you through. Because you need to know that and you need to hear that wherever you're at today. God is going to bring you through. Because I really believe this in Scripture. If we will learn to let go of the past and receive this, that this is a message for you today. And here's what I know because it's in God's Word. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Can I hear an amen? And seeking God and reading his word, I found that the Lord's main concern, first of all, is our inner life because that's where we enjoy his presence first, right? That's why the Bible talks about the kingdom a lot because it's huge. But he talks about this in Luke 17, 21. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. Where? In your life, in your heart, and among you, surrounding you. You and I can triumph over whatever abuse, tragedy, in our past has sought and brought against us. Here's what the Apostle Paul says, 2 Corinthians 2.14, But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumph. What does that mean? As trophies of Christ's victory, and through us spreads and makes evidence the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. Know this, you are a trophy of God's grace. When somebody wins trophies... It's because they're a champion of that sport. They're a champion of it. Baseball, golf, bowling, whatever it may be, it's displayed in their homes. It's, it's obvious they've spent a lot of time developing that gift and that skill in that particular area. Do you know that athletes deal with physical pain all the time? There's athletes in the room. You know this. You're dealing with that. You know, it wasn't long ago an NFL player says it seems like after Every game, he feels like he's been run over by a truck. But he says, I get back up again, and I fight the pain. God is the champion at bringing people from a place of destruction to a place of total victory in their lives. As you reach the place of victory, you become trophies of his grace. And they are a reminder of the goodness of God that we talked and sang about today. The kingdom that the Bible is talking about is a kingdom that reigns First of all, in the inner part of our life, whether over our mind, in our will, in our emotions, in our thought life, the word teaches us clearly the kingdom of God is not a matter of food or drink, but instead it is what? Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. He who serves Christ in this way is acceptable and pleasing to God and is approved by men. He's telling us in this, you and I shouldn't be so consumed about the things on the outside of our life first, like the clothes and the food we eat, or we shouldn't be striving after those things, but we should go after his kingdom and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to us. That's what he says. Our inner life with God is much more important than our outer life. So emotional healing, the inner healing that God wants to bring, brings us wholeness, and then we're able to survive difficulties and trials that we experience on the outward part of our life. Every one of us are subject to what the Apostle Paul says, that 
we, they're called momentary afflictions. You know that why you and I live upon this earth until God takes us to heaven is that you and I will go through momentary afflictions. You, some people in this room today, you're going through a momentary affliction. And sometimes what I want you to know is sometimes what we realize is that, yeah, well, life is only about happiness and what I can get out of it. Well, God does want us happy. More importantly, he wants us to have his joy more than anything else. But we need to realize as born-again believers, we think many times, well, just because we come to God, everything is just going to be happy. No, there are light and momentary afflictions until we see the Father face to face. That's true. That's in the word, and that's, that's just the balancing of it all. We need to know that. That's the truth. But Jesus said, I've come to announce release to captives and recovery of sight to the blind. To send forth is delivered those who are oppressed. Now, the word oppressed is who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and even broken down by calamity. Isaiah 61.1, it says, he has come to bind up the brokenhearted. He came to heal the brokenhearted. The word translated brokenhearted is a combination of two words. First is cardia, meaning simply heart, crushed, to shatter, to break in pieces, bruised. Jesus came to heal those who are broken on the inside and those who are crushed on the inside as well. What we have to realize is this. The enemy, Satan, is an abuser. He is an abuser that comes against our life. And on a constant daily basis, he comes to abuse us. And some of that definition of abuser is to put to a wrong or improper use, deceive us, to use, to injure, or to damage us, to maltreat, to attack in words, to revile. Some, some common forms of abuse, yes, they're, we know them physical, verbal that are played out by other people, mental, emotional, sexual, any form of ongoing abuse can really produce a root of rejection in the individual who has been mistreated. And so this defensive self of really what comes out as unworthiness then can cause major problems with other people that are around them in their relationship. You know, today, we live in a society filled with people who do not know how to get along with other people. If you hear me, say yes. Even though maybe in their own life, the abuse in their life has stopped. The residue of trauma comes and rushes back in on how they relate to other people that are around them. That's why when I see rioting, wars, and rumors of wars, probably like many of you, I begin to go to prayer first because it is a spiritual battle that is happening first. Even in your home, if you see these things come against you, even in our community, whatever it may be, we need to be people that are praying for peace in our community, in our homes, and in our churches on a daily basis because those things started as a spirit. The evil one, the abuser, begins this. John chapter 5, verse 5, Jesus is described as seeing a man lying by the pool of Bethesda who had been sick with a deep-seated and lingering disease for 38 years. And he knows this man's been in this condition, and he says, do you want to become well? He says, are you really in earnest about getting well? Do you want to get out of this? And you think, well, what kind of question is that? To ask someone who is hurting for that long. Well, it's a proper question because not everyone wants to get well badly enough to do what is required. Not everyone 
Not everyone wants to get well. Some want to stay where they're at. But Jesus said, I've come to heal you, and I've come to open prison doors, and I've come to set the captives free. This man at Bethesda, like so many people today, have a deep-seated and lingering disorder inside of them for such a long time. You think 38 years, but he still tried to function with his disorder. You know, people, people who are in prison function, but they're not free. They're functioning, but not in the freedom that they're supposed to have. However, sometimes prisoners, whether physical or emotional, become so accustomed to being in bondage that they settle in with their condition and they learn to live with it in the long haul. Today, let me ask you this. Are you an emotional prisoner? And how long have you been in this condition? Is it deep-seated? Is it something that keeps lingering? But do you want to be free? Do you want to be made well? Because Jesus wants to heal you if you're willing. Some people... Actually, many have a hard time accepting responsibility for their own emotional health. But it's personal for every single one of us. My emotional health, with God's help, is my job. It's got to be me. You know, we know that emotional help shows up so many different ways in our life. Lack of forgiveness, repressed anger, self-pity, the chip on the shoulder syndrome, you owe me attitude, all of these things. You may think, but who will deal with a person who hurt me? Some have been suffering for years of rejection and emotional health that fear is running their life. But the way forward to emotional healing is knowing that first and foremost, as a believer in Jesus Christ, is that, get this, legally, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. It's a legal term. You and I are called to be free because it's a legal interaction 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new, fresh and new, has come. And so it's a legal thing that's taken place. When we come to Christ, we are new people. Yes, we're still going to strive against what the enemy tries to bring against. We're going to fight those emotions. That doesn't mean they go away. But many have not taken hold of the promise of God's word over them. So they're living out of their own mind, their own will, their own emotions, which are damaged. Jesus has paid the price for our total deliverance. But some have not received that precious gift. There are behavior addictions like bad behaviors, like bad fruit of a bad tree with bad roots. And it's so important that you and I take a close look at our root system. If they're harmful, the, the good news is, is that you can be uprooted from the bad soil and be transplanted into the good soil of Christ Jesus. You know, our theme verse for this year is Ephesians 3, 17 and 18. Here's a different version of that, this theme verse. May Christ through your faith, and I love that, actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and found securely on love that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, and the depth of it. So in our lives, many times we're trying to get rid of the bad fruit, right? We work hard trying to correct our bad behavior, but as soon as you get rid of one, two or three pop up. True? It's like we're trying to get rid of the dandelions in our yard, and all we're doing is just pulling the head off the visible portion. But we never get down many times to the hidden root of the problem. 
What is going on deep inside of me that I act this way? The root was alive and keeps producing a new crop of problems. They come as problems of hostility, lack of confidence. We become judgmental. There's low self-esteem. We have negativism that keeps coming out of us. Hatred, depression, confusion. There can be an inner turmoil. Food, money, power, drugs. Is anybody convicted yet? Or just me? You ever notice a, when you've opened the door of your refrigerator and there's a foul odor coming out? And you're like, oh my goodness, what is that? It goes all the way through the house. Man, what happened? You immediately knew something is spoiled in the refrigerator. But in order to find out what you're going to have to do, you're going to have to start removing some things out of there to try to sift through it and say, hey, what's in there that's spoiled? And that's what happens in our personal life as well. Emotional problems reveal that there is something spoiled deep within us. And we have to get down and get back to that job of pulling the things out and do some searching and doing some self-emptying and to take that apart to see the source of the problem, to remove it so that you and I can get our legal identity back in Jesus Christ. Uprooting is painful. Isn't that true? There, there's nothing easy. Being replanted, being rooted and grounded is a process that takes time. But Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12 tells us, by faith and patience that we inherit God's promises. So be patient today. If you're there as I'm preaching this, just be patient. Just allow God to uproot the things that are not supposed to be. Let him transplant you back into him, into the good soil. You know, I felt this uprooting in my own life where I was one person on the inside, another on the outside. I pretended to be confident in some ways I was, but still going with the, uh, the unhealth of self, low self-esteem. And my, my confidence was not based in my legal identity, wasn't based in Christ Jesus, but maybe on my accomplishments and outside factors or on the approval of others. See, many people think they're confident, but in their superficial exterior, if it's stripped away, they are scared and fearful all the time. So this inner turmoil then in turn makes us very miserable and makes us unhappy. But God wants us to have an inner peace and true joy that comes from being deeply rooted in him. And here's what I've learned in my own life, and I'm sure you have as well, that you and I only grow to the threshold of our pain. We only grow to the threshold of our pain. I want you to let that sink in for just a moment. We're a master at coming up to it and walking away from it. But listen, I've realized in my own life, if I'm not hurting, I'm probably not doing a good job leading. Are you with me? There's a process to healing. I'm going to talk a couple points today before we bring this down. Is the process of healing, there's many different steps. Here's a few just I'm going to give you today that stood out in my heart bringing this forward. The first one is, Accept God's infinite, unconditional, and perfect love. That's the first step in the healing process. You have to start there. You can't start anywhere else. You have to start there. That I have to accept God's infinite, unconditional, and perfect love. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith. What does that mean? We regulate, we conduct ourselves by our conviction of belief, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things with trust and holy fervor. Thus we walk not by sight or appearance. But do you believe that God loves you infinitely, unconditionally, and perfectly? 
No, many times we believe in God's conditional love. God's love is not based on anything else but himself. God is love. That is not his occupation. Can I hear an amen? That is not his occupation. It's who he is. It's who he is. It's all that he is. We often stop receiving his his love, especially if our behavior is not good sometimes, don't we? We're like, oh, God can't love me. We start to back away. 1 John 4, 18. There, I want want you to get this because this is such a powerful portion of Scripture. There is no fear in love, but full-grown love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. Ooh, that's powerful. When the devil comes to condemn you, you get to just come out of the gate. God, whatever is going on, I'm going to be real with you. I ask for forgiveness, receive his love, and you need to press forward. Fear has torment, but God's love casts that out. So you and I are called to quit carrying your fear and your guilt as born-again believers. The devil's goal is always to try to separate us from Christ's love, which he can't do, but he tries to make us feel that way. You and I were created for his love no, no, no matter what. Because God is love. That's the main factor in our emotional healing first. God intends to love us. He wants to love us because he is love. We have to learn. We have to learn to seek God's word and seek God's counsel. And here's, if you take your notes, I want you to write this down. God is not obligated to anoint what he does not initiate. I want you, I want you to hear that. God is not obligated to anoint what he does not initiate in the first place. So many times people run to others without following the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and it does not produce lasting fruit. When you and I are in trouble, we are to go to the throne before we go to the phone. You got me? You love me? I love you. We're going to go to Google. We're going to go to the people. We're going to other things. Rather than first knowing that God loves us and I'm going to go to the Lord for his guidance and his direction on this matter before I go to somebody else that I think is going to give me a yes rather than when God says no. Are you with me? We're really good at doing this sometimes. Well, where's that person? That's like your child. You know your child that's like, well, I'm going to go to the parent that tells me yes, right? They just sift you out. That's why the kids came to me. Right? Love you. (laughs) Still loves me. So true, though. Yeah. There is pain even when we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. There is the pain of change and the pain of never changing and remaining the same. But if you now allow the Holy Spirit to direct our healing, he will always be there to provide and strengthen you into a healing journey. Healing is a journey. I'm going to tell you if the process is worth it. You ever wondered why God allows us to not always be delivered immediately from bondage and problems? The reason is because it's only the Lord that he knows everything that we need and needs to be done in our lives because of his perfect timing. Next, pain is a part of the healing process. It is. You fall down on the concrete, you skin your knee, you know, scabs even worse the next day, the wound's fresh. And when it's time for the scab to form over the wound, which is a sign the body's involved in the healing process, the wound even may be throbbing, burning, and blood's rushing to it. It's part of the healing process. 
Some people's emotional wounds have been ignored for so long that they have become infected. And it's destroying their life. We need not avoid it. You know, it's, it's, um, it's like a pregnant woman having a baby. They tell you to try to relax. I've heard them tell Chris and I, just relax. I don't even, I've never had a baby. I'm like, how does a woman relax when she's having contractions and she's getting ready to have a baby? I just don't know how you women do it, but God bless you. But I'm going to tell you something. That's what they tell you, relax. And I just want to say, I said this in the first service, so I need to bring clarity. Men can't have babies. Hello? Men can't have babies. Some of you just got a revelation. <laughs> just, just kidding. Why? The more she fights the pain, the stronger will become, and the longer the delivery process will take, right? So today, if you're going through a difficult season when the pain becomes so severe, would you look to Hebrews 12 too, looking away from all that will distract to Jesus who is the leader and the source of our faith and is always the finisher to bring to maturity and perfection for the joy set before Jesus endured the cross, despising, ignoring the shame is now seated at the right hand of God. Listen, healing may be painful, but you have nothing to lose. You really don't. You're hurting anyways. You might as well reap the full benefit of suffering through it. Let your pain lead you through the journey of healing and out of bondage. I like the story about the couple who went into an antique shop one day and found a beautiful teacup sitting on the shelf. They took it off the shelf. They looked at it more closely. And they're like, we really want to buy this gorgeous cup. And all of a sudden, the teacup began saying, I wasn't always like this. There was a time when I was just a cold, hard, colorless lump of clay. And one day, my master picked me up, and I, couldn't, I, I could do something. He could do something with me. And then he started to pat me and roll me and shape me. I said, what are you doing? That hurts. It's excruciating. Stop. But he said, not yet. He put me on a wheel and began to spin me around and around until I screamed, let me off. I'm getting dizzy. Not yet, he said. And he shaped me into a cup, put me in the hot oven. I cried, let me out. It's hot. I'm suffocating in here. But he looked at me through the little glass window and smiled and said, not yet. But he took me out. I thought his work on me was over. Then he started to paint me. I couldn't believe what he did next. He put me back into the oven. He said, not yet. And finally, he took me out of the oven and set me on the shelf where I thought he had forgotten me. And then one day, he took me off the shelf and held me before a mirror. And I couldn't believe my eyes. I had become a beautiful teacup that everyone wants to buy. Which is the next point is, in the process of healing, you and I need to submit to the potter's hand. God's plan is perfect. It's awesome. And Romans 8.28 tells us that we need to trust God because he's working the best out for us. The best, the best, the best is coming in your life. We're called to live that victorious life. Next is we need to forgive yourself and ourselves and forgive others. Forgive yourself. Forgiveness lets the prisoner out of jail, and that prisoner is you. That prisoner is you. Forgiveness only takes one. Reconciliation takes two, right? And so that's why Matthew 6 tells us, for if you will forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others their sins, your heavenly Father will not forgive you sin, your sins. 
But we as humans, we deal with this. We hold back. We don't want to forgive. I've been in that place. It is hurtful. I'm sure I will be in that place again where I'm going to have to deal with that. I'm going to have to forgive somebody. And man, they've wronged me. How about you? Some of you in this room, you've been really wronged. Things that have been done against you and said against you and about you. But it's until we learn to release that, you're going to be stuck in a prison. You're going to be stuck in that. We're reminded that Jesus' word, he said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. And that's us. We don't know what we're doing. But today, if you build walls around yourself out of fear, and that's what you've continued to do, you've continued to isolate and insulate yourself, the only way to tear down those walls is out of faith. If you've built them out of fear, you can only tear them down out of faith. And God wants you and I to tear down the walls that are in our life. God to Jesus with with each wound and receiving his healing, he says, listen, if someone has hurt you, you take that wound to Jesus. And would you receive this today of Jeremiah 30, verse 17? If you're hurting and you're in pain today, and that is this, for I will restore health to you and I will heal your wounds, says the Lord. Jeremiah 30, 17. For I will restore health to you. God wants to restore your health and I will heal your wounds, says the Lord. And so that's who he is, and he is in this room today, the master. No, did you hear me today? The master's in the room. The master's in the room. This is not another service. The master's in the house. And what he does best is he brings healing. He brings healing to our soul in the name of Jesus. And as you and I reach out to him today, He's going to bring healing. So would you begin by accepting the unconditional, perfect, perfect love of God in this moment, no matter what you are going through, God can bring healing to your life. So as you stand to your feet, everybody in this room, we're going to sing and we're going to worship the Lord. And I'm going to ask our ministry team to come forward and come across the front of this church. There are people here that you're hurting today and you need healing we're going to agree with you. We had some powerful times of prayer with people in our first service. Don't be afraid to step out. As our ministry team is here, would you just step out and would you come and we're going to pray for you as you're going to start a journey of healing. Come on, let's worship the Lord together. Thank you for tuning in and we hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to get in touch or would like more resources on how to live a successful Christian life, you can always find us at myabundantlife.com. Have a blessed week.